I invite you to have the mindset that you're in charge of your calendar, you're in charge of what you choose to spend your time on, and you can design your week, month, and year. And in fact, high performers do. And if you're interested in turbocharging productivity, you better have a say in what goes in your calendar, not be the victim to it. Next, let's talk about must-dos. So uh, here's more practical things. One thing is, once you have that relationship that we've talked about to time, and you have a relationship to you're choosing what goes in your calendar, you've got to be good at saying no. So learn to say no. There is a time for me for sure where, you know, I really prided myself and I was a very good employee at the time. And I would get a lot of things done. And when you get a lot of things done, often a lot of people will come to you and ask you to do things because you're good at it and you get it done. Um, and then for some of us, I know this was the case for me, I wasn't very good at saying no for a couple of reasons. I thought saying no would look bad, like um, uh, it would upset people from time to time, which would probably be the case. At least that's what I thought. I also thought that it would look like I'm not productive enough. Like if I say no, it means it means um, I'm failing in some way or I'm not stepping up. And I prided myself in always stepping up and delivering. So saying no was more of a weakness, I thought. Um, but as I work through the other steps that I've talked about here and, and alter my relationship to time, I, I found that no, absolutely, I have to say no sometimes because it doesn't fit in my calendar. And I have to shift priorities around. And I've already promised other things to other people. And so now it became more of a conversation. And definitely, I have to say no to things. And as you get clear on your focus, obviously, with the company and your long term goals, um, the more and more focused you get, the more and more you can say no to a lot of things. So now I probably say no to 99% of the things that come at me because I'm very clear about what I'm saying yes to uh, from a couple points. I'm saying yes to things that fit my long-term vision, that forward my purpose and help my clients and my business and my personal goals. And I don't get distracted with other things unless I choose to, right? Um, but it's thoughtful and there's nothing unconscious. I'm not just saying yes to people to get them off my back. I'm not saying yes to look good. I'm not saying yes to be liked. I'm not saying yes because I should say yes. None of that. All that's BS. It does not work and it totally undermines you as a productive human being. And it doesn't serve other people anyway. Because if you're not if you can't have a, a yes that you know you can deliver, then you should say no or at least no, I'll get back to you. Okay. So learning to say no is important, but it comes naturally when you're really honoring what you've put in your calendar and what you're focused on. Give up multitasking. So there's a myth that, you know, you can be, but that the productivity is all about multitasking, which is not. You can't multitask. There's lots of studies written on this, but it's very simple. If uh, multitasking is basically I'm going from one thing to another thing to another thing. So the brain can only focus on one thing at one time. It can't focus on three things at one time. So although I could focus on this piece of paper for a moment, then go to my email, then go over here and do a phone call, I'm not doing all three at once, which people think they're doing. And they think if they do all three at once, that they're being more productive. But in fact, they're not doing all three at once. They're doing one thing for a couple seconds, and then another thing for a couple seconds, another thing for a couple seconds. Therefore, the quality of what they're doing is not good at all. And there's more rework and there's more distraction um, uh, in the world of multitasking. So give up multitasking. If you wear it as a badge, let go of it. It doesn't work the way you think it works. 
And, uh, and then it gets you more to the next piece here, which is, well, then if I'm not multitasking, how do I operate? We want to operate in blocks of time. So again, time blocking and calendars, not a new concept, but it works. And what that looks like is in your calendar system, you'd actually say, you know, Wednesday between 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., here's a block of 60 minutes. And in the block, I'm accomplishing this task. And you think through from accomplishments, not just busy work. Uh, so, you know, here we are in this webinar and it's scheduled in my calendar. And I know that by the end of that time, I've accomplished something that matters to me. I've, I've communicated uh, these ideas um, and I've produced a, 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 a piece of content for my business that I can use over time and make a difference with people. That's an accomplishment in this hour that I have here with you. So, and in preparation, I had other blocks. I had blocks of time with Janessa and myself to formulate the webinar. And it wasn't, oh, I have to get to the webinar now. Where am I going to fit that in? It was thoughtfully designed weeks ago in a calendar over the last week to produce this result. And when it showed up in the calendar, we did that work. So again, blocks of time, you could have 15 minutes, you could have an hour, you could have a week in your calendar where you're on vacation. And what you're doing is you're just on vacation. And that's your block of time called one week. Okay. So there's lots more we could say about blocks of time. But when you think that way, you're going to think about what do I need to accomplish? And um, what quality do I need to bring? And you're also going to confront actually how long things take to get done. You know, in office environments, in business environments, a lot of times we just say, yeah, I'll get that done. And you're like, really, you're going to get that done? And you know that John's pretty busy. Like, where's John going to get that done? That sounded like that was a pretty complex thing he just said he's going to get done. And he's probably in the world there where he's not saying no. And he just wants to, you know, be a good team player. But you want to be able to also listen to your team and support them in accomplishment, not just people saying, I'll get it done. And then, well, we'll wait and see. And, you know, mostly when people say that, you're like, well, it's 50-50 if that gets done. I wouldn't bet the, the house on it. Um, so in this way, you can actually say, John, you know, that, that project, I think there's like 10 hours of work there. What do you think? Like, what does it actually look like to do the work? And you got to do that step and then that step and then that other step. There's probably things we didn't even think about. I think it's like maybe 15 hours of work. Where's that going to fit? Like you just said, you get it done for next week. I know you're busy. We should talk about it. Why don't we come back and let the team know when we can actually deliver it? Or maybe there's phases we deliver and we want to be clear about what's going to be accomplished by when. But we need to confront our calendars. That's the point, everyone. I'm using the example. I don't say yes to anything until I've checked my calendar, you know, especially with the big promises. Much better to say I'll get back to you today or I'll get back to you tomorrow and let you know when I can get it done by. That's being responsible for actually how does it fit? Okay, so that is the must-dos, so to speak. Those three there. Let's move on to the next set. So 15 leadership practices to turbocharge your productivity. And we're looking at the practical stuff now. What's the practical? What are three practices here? And practical, I mean, you know, this is just best practices. So one, limit all distraction. Two, create your best environment to work. Three, celebrate accomplishments. Um, so now building, right? We now have a new relationship to time. We know that there's an abundance of time. And what we choose to do with the time is what equals our productivity. We have a say in our calendar. We own our calendars. We're clear about our focus and where we're going. We're clear about our priorities to get us there. Now we got to do the work. 
right? So that's what we're talking about here, the practical stuff, doing the work. So one is limit all distraction. In your blocks of time for each thing that you've said you're going to do in your calendar, um, now your environment matters. And different blocks of time have different environments. You could have a team meeting for two hours and you know you're going to be on Zoom or you know you're going to be in a meeting room. And But have the environment be a match for the productivity you want, right? Is that meeting room environment pristine? Is it ready to rock? Do you have the supplies? Do you have everything you need and the team needs? And are, are there questions about what's going to happen? Is the food coming in? Is there people in the next door being loud? What, what do you need to get your work done? Because you see, being productive is delivering a result in a period of time that you said it had to be done by. Does this make sense? So I'm, I'm like literally dealing with myself in my calendar in advance of that occasion. It could be a week in advance or a month in advance or the night before or the, the, an hour before. But I'm asking myself, do we have the right environment here to do the work that we say we want to get done? Because I'm not going to waste this time uh, not being prepared for what we need to get done. So limiting all distraction, that could be you working by yourself, it could be you working with your team, it could be you working at a conference, but you got to look and say, what could distract us and take us off point and off focus, and then limit it, create your best environment to work. So this is, you know, right alongside of that. You think about an operating room and a surgeon doing surgery. And you hope that the operating room is pristine. You hope that it's clean. You hope that the instruments are perfectly laid out. You hope that everyone knows their roles in that operating room to have a successful operation on that human body. Okay, I like to dissect my environments the same way. We are professionals. We have a job to get done. And I'm going to make sure that the environment is a match for what's at stake in my calendar. And quite frankly, whatever I put in my calendar matters to me because I'm no longer just going through motions or hanging out in meetings or, you know, unless that's what I've said I'm going to do is hang out in a meeting, which you could do. But most meetings, that's not how you're going to be. So you're not waiting for anything. You're not assuming that something's going to happen. You're going to inspect, as they say, what you expect to get the job done. And that includes your environment. Um, celebrate accomplishments. Okay, that's practical stuff. So again, productivity, the heart of business. Productivity, the engine of profit. The engine of employee productivity, of course. The engine of revenue. And uh, as these blocks of time become part of the past in the calendar, celebrate what got accomplished. You put in the work. You limited distraction. You created your best environment. You stayed focused. And so then acknowledge that at the end of the block of time. I don't care if it's 15 minutes or it's your one hour workout or it's your mountain bike ride or it's the, the family time on Sunday or it's the birthday party you threw or it's the great Zoom meeting you just had. Celebrate it. What do I mean? We're not going to throw a party all the time, but I acknowledge it for myself. Good job, Chad. You got the job done. Okay, that went well.